Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Monday, is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, I'll try to contain uh, my myself because of yesterday. Um, so, you know, there are a little satisfaction in life, like... Uh, with sports yeah. and um yesterday was one of those yeah you're just you guys are just helping the world out there yeah it seems so there are a lot of people like uh, even i have some friends in spain and say wow all europe is with you like why we just beat you like three days ago yeah but this is more important um, okay how what's like the nba comparison for for beating uh Great Britain. Like, what's the forbidding England? Well, there was a, a guy on Twitter that I think made the perfect comparison. I think it was the Fluky, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He's in the chat like, right now. Um, yeah, I think he made it like. Um, it's. Um, I need to read it because it was so perfect that I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say anything wrong. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up quickly now all the moment all the uh, momentum is gone <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh you would think no uh it's not this one uh okay uh, i don't have it it's um it's terrible it was something about the clipper fans and oh, okay and the lakers fans and but i can't find it oh i'm sorry the fluky i i messed this badly well they, they england never won anything in terms of uh european soccer they, they never won they won one uh world championship but they have the attitude of a nation that won everything yeah. for like such a long time it's almost like sacramento fans oh. all, all of a sudden decides to be to behave like the lakers clipper fans with lakers fan mentality yes that thing thank you the fluky i'm sorry yeah but I think Clippers, yeah, uh, even m- maybe Sacramento, it's uh, it's all also a good comp because they, they had like moments in their history where they were pretty good, but they never, they never won. Mm-hmm. 66 is the last thing they won. That's unbelievable. Well, congratulations mm-hmm. to you specifically, Michele. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I really care about soccer all the time and, <laughs> and it was clearly the reason why they won. <laughs> Also, congrats to the Bucks for getting a game in the finals. They yeah. just beat the Suns like a drum last night by 20 points, 120 to 100. And it was good to see them show some life. Uh, really poor performance from the Suns and Devin Booker in particular. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of the game. When Devin Booker scores 10 points on 14 shots, it's, uh, it's not looking good for yeah. you. And Giannis looks like a monster. He's been an absolute monster, so it's it's good. It's good. I want to see a seven game series. I don't necessarily like. I, I think yep. I, I want the Suns to win, but I want to see a seven game series. I don't want to see a sweep. Uh, so that was good to see. Well, you know, I don't necessarily uh, want the Suns to to win it all. I mean, I would be extremely pleased because one of my friends is in yeah is in the coaching staff, and so I I, I really root for him. Um, but you know, even if Milwaukee ends up being the team that that that, 
that wins this year. I think it's good for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it's good that the, um, a star like Yanis has a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as Chris Paul. I mean, Yanis has clearly more time, and Chris Paul, this is probably his best chance. Yeah. So that is another reason why you want to root for the Suns. But, it, but it's not like... Uh, I think... I don't know if it was in our group chat or on Twitter that there is no villain in these in these seven-game series. There is really not. There are two teams that are extremely likable for different reasons. And so you can enjoy basketball without having to necessarily root for one team because if the other wins and when Drew Holiday shots like he did and Middleton is better and Yanis plays a lot at center, then it might happen that, that Milwaukee has as an edge, especially on their home court. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's no, there's no, we were texting about this, and I think the biggest, if if you're not into this NBA Finals, I think the biggest problem is that we don't have a villain. Is that the, mm-hmm. both these teams are just like you can, they're easily teams that you could anybody could root for, and yeah, that's it's kind of a problem <laughs> with in regards to the NBA Finals, because if the Nets were there, that's your clear villain. If the Clippers were there. Oh, the That's Clippers. That's your clear villain. Yeah, yeah. And, but they're both eliminated. And obviously, in the moment, still, we were rooting for those teams to be eliminated. But when the stakes are the highest, yeah. that's when it becomes uh, kind of more fun. Yeah. Can you imagine having KD out there? Like, that would be extreme hate oh, for yes. <laughs> probably yes. Uh, the entire nation, except for the Brooklyn area. Yeah. Hundred percent, and all of the like second graders who root for the Nets because they have all the stars. You know. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, it's sure. got to be a thing. We've been there. Uh, something else is a thing, and kind of has been a thing for a while. Vit Krejci is going to play for the Blue or the Thunder next year, just depending on mm-hmm. what roster spots are available. I, my, I've always kind of assumed he would play for the Thunder, or he would be a two-way contract or whatever he's going to be but you know we'll see i i kind of expect him to be on the thunder roster Mm -hmm. he's been here so to me it's not there's really no mystery as to if he was going to play here this next season because he was he's been here rehabbing this whole time the thunder have been watching over him this whole time if if it, it honestly would be very strange and unusual if he decided not to play here next year because he's been here. Yeah. Yeah. And from the reports about him, uh, about the, his NBA, um, how is it? Uh, well, the possibility to, to uh, exit of his current contract and the buyout. Yeah. Sorry. Um, um, it is curious that they paid it this season. Probably, and this is um, probably why they have to sign him, um, and they didn't last year because they couldn't. They couldn't sign him to the last year's roster, but they probably made an agreement with his team since he couldn't play because of the injury. They probably asked him, the player and the team, if he could rehab in OKC, and then having the buyout paid um, the year after. Um, I think that for his former team, it makes total sense because they didn't have to pay anything for his medical rehab and for OKC makes a ton of sense because of the fact that you can survey it, you can try to um, at least interact with the player and, and show him films and stuff like that so 
it was a win-win situation. But the fact that that, that now he's um, basically free, content-wise, um, it indicates that he will be on the roster. I'm not sure if he will play because it it may happen that he's assigned to the blue after uh, the contract, yeah. and. Um, so who knows? But I think that that he will have a fair chance uh, in training camp to be on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And I would just caution anybody that is counting roster spots at this point, because yeah, it makes no the sense. amount of turnover that's going to happen between today and October, uh, I think it could be significant. So mm-hmm. do not do not draw conclusions today. <laughs> about anything uh i i think yeah. you just have to realize like the information that we're working with is so limited at this point and we just have to kind of watch and react as it unfolds so uh don't get just don't get to your head of yourselves at this point in the off season because the thunder are always one of the busiest teams and the fact that they're still in like asset acquisition mode slash trying to find main pieces and trying to swing for the fences and all this stuff just means that the churning is going to continue. And so just don't stress about roster spots at all with regards to Vit. Yeah. And there are, yeah. And there are probably five to five to eight roster spots that you can clearly say that are taken for next season. It's Baisley, Shea, that's two. Uh, Lou, three. Ty Jerome, four. Uh, Poku. Then Poku. That is, I think, the five that you can say for sure they will be there, even if Baisley, it's not a sure thing yet. Then you have probably Theo, Mike, and Kemba as the next three guys. Um, because there is at least uh, a chance that Kemba stays at the beginning of the season. All the others, like Svi, Roby, um, Bradley, I don't see Bradley sticking, uh, to be honest with you. Deck, um, those are guys that, yeah, uh, well, there's Kenrich as well, Um, so maybe nine. Um, But there are still quite a lot of roster spots, and you don't know what happens on draft night. You don't have to assume anything. It could be one pick among the five, the five that they have, or five. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really unclear to me what they. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's three. They 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 have a lot of options, and they can package a few guys if they need roster spots. Mm-hmm. So and may, and maybe they again the, the their second round picks can can be two ways. So yeah, you're far away from the fifteen that you need to have. Uh, so it's um, no stress right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I, I guess we have to talk about this trade, this fake trade that was on the Athletic, and there's another one coming. I don't know if it's been published yet. Let me check if it's up there. If not, we'll wait to discuss it. Uh, James Edwards the third, who is a tremendous person, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, is our beat writer at The Athletic. Uh, and he put together this kind of fake trade article that set Oklahoma City on fire for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. People take people take it very, very seriously, McKelly. This is 
kind of, of course. kind of a, a wild thing to me. But anyways, the trade was the six pick and Shea for number one. And yeah. you have to first, as a Thunder fan, one, just take away your visceral reaction for a second and think about if you are the Pistons. Exactly. Because exactly. this is coming from a Pistons writer. Coming yeah. from a guy who like knows the league very, very well. He's one of he's he's one of my favorite guys to talk to with regards to the NBA because he knows it very, very well. But if you're the Pistons and you have the number one pick in the draft, you have the number one pick, mm-hmm. you need more than just a player straight up. And I I get it that Shea <clears throat> we said it on the show. But there's a chance that Shea is better than anybody that's in this draft. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on that side, by the way, yeah. of the argument. And but I see, anyway, the point of the trade uh, that. Yeah, you just have to have more. You just have to have more. You have to have. It has to be an over-the-top offer to get the number one pick in the draft, and that's that's mm-hmm. how it should be, and the Thunder aren't going to do a deal like that. Just because I don't, no. I don't think that it favors them at all. I mean, you can, you can phrase it like this: Would you rather have Cade Cunningham or Shea and Kaminga, or Shea yes. and Scotty Barnes, or Shea and yes. Suggs, or whoever it is that drops to them? Shea and Suggs would be. I'd, I would take that and mm-hmm. I'd run away. That's the easy yeah, answer. That's the easiest answer. But let's just say that it's it feels. Like the most likely outcome is Shea and Kaminga. Uh, that Kaminga yes. will be there. And I think that you would just say, I would rather take a swing at Shea and Kaminga. Because the Kaminga can be yeah. anything close to the ceiling, then that's a, that's a great pairing. Like he's yeah. a wing scorer that has defensive tools that can be the best two-way wing of this draft. Would I predict he'll be the best two-way wing in this draft? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no. no way that I would predict that. No, but is it possible? I, I don't. Yes. Yay. Yes. Um, it's The more I see, the more it's not... Re- it's really not my cup of tea. Um, yeah. It's... Um, but anyway, let's stick for a second and, and try to like zoom out and, and be the Boston Celtics evaluating this trade, okay. or uh, I don't know uh, any other team. Like on one hand, on the one hand, if you if you see in the future that Cade is really the number one in this draft, mm-hmm. then that trade makes sense mm-hmm. because like if in five years uh, he is one of the good number one picks, maybe not the great ones, um, it still makes sense to say well. You trade a guy that you have no control, that you may have five years of control for a guy that you have, where you have eight, uh, ten, depending on how things turn out. And he was a very good number one pick. Great. That's a trade that makes sense. Uh, on the other end, if your evaluation of Shea is, well, very few third-year players can do what he does. And in the past, guys like that, with a good system around them, can be the James Harden, the, like, I don't know, name a star that has, like, a very good scoring instinct 
and Shea, you can argue, has more upside on the defensive side. So would you trade James Harden for a good number one pick? The answer is probably no. So depending on where you land on the evaluation of Shea and your the risk factor that the number one pick involves, then you can see both value, both sides of this trade. It makes sense for both. Like for one side, it makes sense to ask Shea plus number six. And for the other, makes total sense to say, what? Really? Like, it, it really depends. Yeah. Uh, and the unknown are still there. That, that is why, to me, it's not a wild trade. It's just a trade that will probably never materialize as is because the, the two sides, either Presti has a very, very high um, opinion on Shea or, oh, I'm sorry, on Kate or whoever it's there and he wants to pick him compared to Shea or that trade really never materialized. Mm-hmm. Because I agree. I mean, if you're the Pistons, you don't trade the number one pick for Shea. You don't do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, it's, it's not really that you have a timeline that is set right now. I mean, Jeremy Grant is a nice addition, but you don't trade the number one pick because of Jeremy Grant, because you want to align a player to Jeremy's timeline. It makes absolutely no yeah. sense. You could be killed for yeah. that in five years. Yeah. So you need to have some extra. You say, well, I, had, I, w- I was down on Cade. I had very high grades on both on Suggs, Kuminga, and Barnes. Mm-hmm. I got the, the, a guy that I had really high grades on plus Shea for the number one pick. That is perfect. Yeah. So it's um, to me. I mean, that trade is the, the um, four plus Baines to me was offensive. Was really like, <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> no one in, in his right state of mind can even um, be close to that sentiment. With this one, I think it's uh, it's actually spot on and, and shows that trading for the number one pick is extremely hard. Extremely hard. And, and again, to me, it makes way more sense to say, well, I'll give you five for some picks if you're OKC. Yeah. Even mine, I'm protected if I'm sure that the guy there will help me. Like, I would, I would go as far as saying, well, I'll unprotect 2022 and I'll trade the unprotected 2023 if that is the guy that I have 100% commitment on. Yeah. And that, like, 2023 unprotected for OKC today is really, really a good pick because anything can happen. Yeah. No, I think... I mean, that's what... That's what the Mavericks did, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they knew that Luca was their guy. And... Yeah. I think there's lots... I think there's, the Thunder have lots of possibilities here. I think that we also have to realize that it's just, it's just quite unlikely that a deal like that would happen, because if you're a Pistons fan, I would be pretty upset if you get the number one pick, you have the opportunity to take whoever you want at that top spot, and what you do is you trade down to six and you kick the can down the road. I would, yeah. If you're the Thunder. If the Thunder did that, if the Thunder somehow drew the number one pick and the Pistons were at six, and the Pistons say, hey, we'll give you six, and we'll let, allow you to have an unprotected 2023 first-rounder from the from the Pistons, which could be a great pick. 
No, I, I meant the 2023 as the first one of the five that I give you. Oh, okay. It's still five, the number of extra pick. It's like one of those is a very good one, like because you don't know the value and of the... Like, it may be like... Two, like yeah. two, or, yeah, two additional in this, like three from this draft, one additional, and then another additional. Yeah, I would still just be exactly. like, this is crazy. Because the whole goal is to get a pick in the top three. Like, that's the whole, that's the purpose yes. of all of this. Yes. And I think somebody that was on, that was with the Thunder for years, as the general manager understands that. But the, but yeah. also, he will have his, he has his own evaluations. He's not going to be a groupthink GM. He's going to take who he thinks is the no. best player. And I'm, I am not fully convinced it's Cade. The only, I, I, f- I feel kind of drawn to that group think, which I think everybody does, of uh, that the guy is Cade. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced that it is. Well, Fools was the guy, according to anyone. Yeah. It yeah. was preposterous to say Absolutely. any to say otherwise. And I mean to me, and I don't want to to spill it too much because we have other another place for that yeah. but uh i'm still I, I i went back and watched a bit more on Suggs and kate because of the i mean we had some some interaction on twitter we say why what do you see about Suggs? and i went back and the more i watch about Suggs, the more i'm convinced yeah. and and with kate there was this glaring issue to me about his ball handling and ability to beat his own man mm-hmm. that it's still there so to me it's not clear cut it's he's probably the guy that has the best upside uh because of, of the unbelievable shooting the shooting the size this issue. the leadership yeah like exactly. he's got lots exactly. of things but there are, there are big deficiencies where yes. stars usually thrive yes sorry to interrupt you. yes no 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 you 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 said it exactly like there are things, and again, you can say, well, but Kawhi doesn't put it on the on the court. Well, he he does. It wasn't his forte. Well, it was how he approached the league. The shooting came after. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's again, um, it's not clear cut. I completely agree with you. And and if you have this evaluation, um, then you may not trade back to 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 six because it's unlikely. Um, but uh, maybe you trade back to two or three, and if the Thunder has a way, have a way to trade up to three, then maybe that materializes. Because now, if you're saying, well, three plus two very good picks, then it's not that terrible of a trade. Yeah. No. It's terrible to trade back from three to six, but but it, that that's another story that can happen for very different reasons. Like. Yeah. There are financial reasons to do so. So it's uh, yeah. it, it's all up in the air. It would cost OKC a fortune to pull out something like that. Yeah. A fortune. Especially if you don't include Shea. But, I mean, if you have high grades on one of these... It's worth it. Then, yes, again, um, if, if this is your... Not not even LeBron James, because that, that everyone will trade... I mean, I don't know, 25 picks for, for LeBron. It would be probably... Not enough. Yeah, you never. But if you never this is your, pick, but yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you, if this is your James Harden, then you do it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you absolutely trade five first round picks for a guy like James Harden, which is again not number one guy now, not maybe not even top five yeah. right now in the NBA. Yeah, but he is still a top fifteen player, and you trade five first round picks to get a top fifteen player in the league, especially if you can pair pair him with Shea, and especially if you already have eighteen of them. Exactly. Picks. I mean, this is the reason why you have like this ridiculous amount of picks, so that if you did trade five, it doesn't kill your war chest of picks. Like you can, if you believe that you're getting piece number two next to Shea, then, yeah. and if you're able to keep Poku and Dort and Baisley and guys like that as well, where you can kind of push through, and or maybe you think Ty Jerome is one of those guys, or whatever the case may be you can start really building a team, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that to me is – that's what this is all about. We're trying to build a team. And yes, it's it's certainly possible with some of these guys. And, and perhaps we, – we don't know what the Thunder's evaluations are. We, we don't know who they're talking to. We don't know – we don't know what they want. And yeah. – Perhaps it is Scotty Barnes is as their guy. Perhaps it is maybe they want to take a swing at Jonathan Kaminga. We don't know. We just don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they want to put their maybe they they don't want to put all their chips on because they are waiting for Wembanyama or Chet. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. We like this draft. We don't love this draft. Exactly. We will take the best player that falls to us at six and then we will aim for next year's draft and we will wait to use five picks to trade up until the next draft because we believe there are three guys in 2022 that are worth it and we're not certain that the guys in 2021 are worth it so the, the yeah. Thunder won't be prisoners in the moment. I'll tell you that. They will not be prisoners of this moment and this draft if they don't believe that there is a superstar. Because the goal is to get a superstar, not not a very good player. Like They want a superstar. That's what they want. Yeah, and, and they will be in no rush to trade Shea because of that. I mean, I, I don't see them going after a trade with Shave doesn't make total sense this year. I mean, if you cannot extract like enormous value for Shea, then it makes absolutely no sense to rush anything. Yeah. Like, what's the if Shea is not what you think? What I think he is, like a number one guy on a very good team. I I, I see top twenty potential in him league wise. Yeah, I see that, and I see that as a. Not like, yeah, every number one pick has that potential. No, 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 no. I really see that as a viable option for Shea after what I saw during this year. I'm very, very high. Um, so suppose that he had that he has like a bad season. Yeah, the value drops, but so drops your record. And so you have a chance to be... Because if Shea is not what I think he is, then OKC will win 20 games, 25 games, which means perfect positioning for Chet. If he's great and they win 38, 39, imagine having a star like Shea on a five-year max after he he was probably a borderline all-star or an all-star. 
that gives you, that in February gives you a crazy value. Now, probably because of contract rules, you cannot really trade him, or, or probably you can because you have six months. I don't know. Uh, I have to check. Um, maybe our friend John will uh, will give us the truth on, on Twitter. But suppose you can. Imagine the value that you can have yeah. in February, mm -hmm. in six months because of that. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's to me, it's um, there is no rush. Again, if a trade makes sense today, you do it. But it has to be a trade that you that you say, well, I don't care. It can it can become James Harden, and this is still the right choice for me. Yeah, and it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to 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 gain that value in this draft because of the thing that we said about Detroit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about in our in our text thread about the trade and about trading, like doing the James Harden trade again, and. If the Thunder were able to extract Bradley Beal or Clay Thompson in the deal, then we don't talk about it. No. Right? No, I know because he has a title yeah. for that. I'm quite sure. Yeah, we don't talk about it. But no. because it was Imagine a, Clay. because it was a bad like. trade, that's why we talk about it. And yeah. I I tend to agree that if you're going to trade Shea, you don't do it today, you wait. And mm -hmm. You let him develop another year. Give him a full season to to show what he's got, and let some guys develop around him. We just don't. I think that we feel like we know Shea very well, but I I think there's a lot more to learn about him. Exactly, he never never stopped in the development. Yeah, like the only moment where I thought I felt at least. That the overall consensus was well there he stopped it was before the bubble and after the bubble where to me and i said it many times and and this is not no victor lab kind of thing mm -hmm. but if you look at the numbers i mean it wasn't great but you have to put context around it he was taking five trees in the bubble which is something that it was insane like shea was not that player before the bubble and in the bubble he transformed himself into a guy that was able to take trees off the dribble at a very good rate and a very good percentage. And yes, he struggled. He struggled mightily against a team that, that didn't have a center because his own coach didn't allow him to have space on the court. Like, uh, it may be harsh, uh, overread on Billy, but, but I mean, we all saw like the fact that playing with Dort and, and Adams lead to having no space. And if you are and if you have Schroeder and if you and if you are Schroeder and if you are Chris Paul probably at that point in your career you can be a little bit more effective than Shea. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the numbers, I mean Shea was way more efficient than 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 Dennis. Not not Chris of course, but Chris is an all of famer. So I mean I think that it was unfair. And 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 and, and the skills that we all advocate for him to add in the bubble was shooting yeah. <laughs> and he was doing it yeah. like yeah. to me. So it's, we don't know what happens with Shea. Suppose that he comes back and he takes eight trees off the dribble per game and he hits like 38% of them. That changes completely the calculation in Shea. You don't, you don't trade him for anything, anything. You just say, well, I'll, I'll use my picks to, 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 to create a team that, that works. Yeah. Because it's, it's what I do. I don't care if I'm in OKC, if I have a guy like that. If I have Lillard in OKC, I build a team for Lillard. I don't try to reset the timeline. He's too good for that. Mm -hmm. Then you try to do better than what the Blazers did. 
Exactly. Which with 18 first round picks, you, you, you are really well positioned to do that. Yeah. It would... Because you have your generational talent. Yeah. Your, uh, your margin for error is pretty wide. And better not screw this up is kind of, kind of what it is. Yeah. And, and, and still, it's extremely hard. Yeah, it is. So uh, let's go to the stream real quick. Uh, then we'll take a quick break. Uh, Lawrence Field is here with us. Hoopsock69 is here just always. So great. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, let's see. Everybody's congratulating you. What an epic game from Italy in the Euros <laughs> from Lawrence Field. Sam from New Zealand. Uh, from the land of champions. <laughs> yeah. Go Italy. Yeah, Tomasa is one of us. Here's the fluky from Germany. He says, thank you, Italy. <laughs> Miguel Debella is here. Hoopsock69 throwing out some emojis for you. Tommaso says the Brexit is now official. Oh That's my funny. gosh. Uh, Falk, who's in Denmark, also congratulating. We got all of our Euro listeners in here just loving it. Absolutely loving mm-hmm. it. Uh, this is Paul Kenneth Ainge says, What's up, Andrew? Will you have a deep tissue upper thigh massage balmer style when we get a top three pick in the draft uh yes i'll i'll promise to do that if if they trade for the third pick with the Cavs. yes we'll we'll try to get it on video and and by the way you can come join us at fastler hall in oklahoma city at six o'clock on the night of the draft we will be there there will be uh, lots of TVs. They have really good food, and it's going to be really fun. And it's a place where we can all gather in one location. It's a really, really big place. So come join us uh, at Fassler Hall uh, the night of the draft. It's going to be a blast. So be there. Uh, Miguel Devella is here. Let's see. Evan Christian. Uh Let's see. Daniel Tomasi says, Wasan boys from the UK. Uh, let's see. Alexander Britton says he's listening on his drive from Tulsa to OKC. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Daniel Tomasi says, Andrew coaches youth basketball, and I coach youth soccer in the UK. I take inspiration from the legend. Uh, basketball coach Bob Knight. Who does Andrew look up to for coaching philosophy? Uh, Dave DeFore. That's my that's my coach that I'm looking up to. Uh, Christos, who's in Greece, also happy. Uh, Wojciech in Poland, also happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'm sorry for UK guys, but it seems that all Europe is happy about the results. Right. D- Daniel <laughs> from night. Norway. Uh, let's see. Black White is here. Tom Bystander is here. Uh, James Anderson. Uh, let's see. A.M., Thanks so much, everybody, for joining. Dylan Greaves, Robbie, uh, thanks so much, everybody, for joining in on the stream. If you're listening to this on the podcast app, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can watch us live, or you can go watch us afterwards. I hope everybody's doing great, and we will talk to you guys after this quick break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back from that quick break. McKelly, the draft is is very, very close. We've talked a little bit about it just through the lens of trading Shea, which I think we both agree is probably not the right move as of today. And mm-hmm. it's easy to compare it to the Harden trade, and you can easily say the, the Thunder jumped the gun on trading him if they would have waited a year. Things would have been a little bit better for them. But I uh, can't do anything about that now. But you can do something about trading Shea now. But let's say <clears throat> things st- stick as they are, mm-hmm. and the Cavs. There's, I mean, there's a good chance that Evan Mobley drops to the Cavs, and which I would uh, be floored if they traded the pick if Evan dropped to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the Raptors are probably not trading the pick unless something overwhelming comes their way. That they're just waiting yeah. to see who drops to them. Uh, green, yeah, Mobley, I, I or green or Mobley, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think that Green and Mobley are, at least as of today, the most likely to, to be in, in their radar before Suggs. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's curious to me what happens with number four because there is where the dance begins to me, and and Toronto has a GM that is, I think he's open yeah. to anything. Yeah, and so it doesn't mean that he will make a favor to OKC and just give them the pick number four. Mm-hmm. But it means that he will be extremely open to evaluate because the there are like experts in the drafts that are starting to say that Barnes is in the same ballpark as Suggs. Yeah. And to me, that is not the correct assessment. I'm, I lean Suggs heavily, but mm-hmm. um, no, like no matter what I think, I, there is this option yeah. that Toronto doesn't like Suggs enough and they may want to extract value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's insanity, by the way. <laughs> I think it's absolutely crazy. But I also don't have, I'm not working with the same information these teams are. And yeah. the fact is that mistakes will be made on draft night, even if we don't think they're being made at the time. Mistakes mm-hmm. will be made. Mistakes are being made right now with mock drafts. You know, that's yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but go back, go back to the great draft uh, of Luca, Aiton, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Think about Memphis. 
No one talks about, I mean, everyone talks about how Sacramento grew up big time. Yes, great. But think about Memphis. I mean, is that the right move? To stay pat? To not dra draft Trey Young? Like Atlanta made a very risky move. And all Memphis had to do was to draft Trey Young. And that trade yep. for Atlanta would be awful because you don't give away Luca mm -hmm. for JJJ plus two first round picks. Mm -hmm. So that that even who stays pat and drafts whoever comes their place because their evaluation was that high, it doesn't mean that they have the, the correct evaluation. The correct evaluation was to draft Doncic first, Trey second, and Aiton third. That is the correct assessment now. Um, but back then, in, in, when things were in motion, like if you're Memphis, why don't you try to extract value yeah. out of that? Yeah. Because you, ha you just have to, to call the Hawks and say, well, sorry, you did that, great, nice move, but I'm taking Trey. Unless you give me the two picks mm -hmm. that you just paid, mm -hmm. that you just got. Mm -hmm. So it's um, like... Why? You are in a position of super play. You know who they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you really know it. You just have to take him. Yep. Like, it's... Um, so, it's... Um, even if Toronto says, well, we like Barnes, we don't move, it doesn't make it the right move. Mm -hmm. If yep. you can't extract value, you need to. Yeah, you're right. So, who knows? Yeah, you're right. Uh, by the way, I think I would take Shea over Aiden. Yeah, it makes it, it. It is an option. I mean, it would have been a crazy, crazy pick. I mean, at, at the time, time. So, yes. If you're doing a yes. redraft, if you're redrafting that class, I think it's Luca. I think it's probably Trey, just because we've seen him do it in the playoffs, and we haven't seen yeah. Shea do it in the playoffs, and that matters yeah. significantly. We talk about yeah. needing a villain. I mean. He became a villain, and it's because he was that good. Yeah. So I think you have... He wanted to be one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think you have to put Trey second just because of of that performance. Yeah. And we may get a performance from Shea in the, in the near future that makes us flip-flop this. This is a fluid list. This isn't set in stone. But I would take Shea just the what I think he can affect a game more than Aiden can. Aiden needed the right situation to start to maximize who he is, and he's in that now. You know, he's got Chris Paul with him. He's got Booker with him. You're unsure. Yes, I am. Because I see... Um, I'm not saying that I would pick Aiden before Shea. I, I, I think that Aiden is not the guy that he will be in five years. That's probably true. And that guy, that guy could be a number one center in the league. There is potential for that in Aiton. Because defensively, yeah. I mean, in the way in which he... I know that you don't agree uh, because of the passing, but he was so dominant. He can be so dominant offensively mm -hmm. that he w it took him a while to get there. But he's improving at a similar rate compared to what Shea is doing. Because the, the, the difference between Aiton on defense in year one compared to Aiton in defense in year three. Mm -hmm. It's quite stunning. Yeah. He started from being canter level to be even worse, to be 
very, very, very good to be a guy that can anchor a defense that can guard Yanis one on one. Even not a super healthy version of Yanis, mm-hmm. but that still counts. So to me, yeah, I, I would probably lean a guard, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question guys like like I didn't in the draft. Like to me, drafting eight and outside the top three was a mistake at that t- at the time. Mm-hmm. And to me today, it's still a discussion. Um, yeah, because Aiton has the potential to be so imposing that you cannot play small against him. He has that potential. He has the potential. Like, he just there's there's still I know about the consistency. Yeah, it's consistency and it's his aggressiveness like, Joel as Dino like, says in the chat. Like Joel Embiid, it was there's was no question from day one whether he wanted to destroy you. Right? Yeah. Every single yeah. game he wanted that. Shaquille O'Neal obviously wanted to destroy you. And yeah. I don't know. I get you just don't get this the you don't get that same juice from Aiden. Not now, but you're starting to get it way more often than what it. So I'm saying the situation and, is 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 prime has yeah. been very very good for him, and let's. I don't know. I worry a little bit. I don't. I do. I trust Robert Sarver to keep this team together. Is one of the questions that I have. Oh, that okay, okay. That that is fair. That is fair. Um, because the, but, they're going to yeah. get very very expensive very very fast because of mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton. Because of how good Mikael Bridges has been, Cam Johnson. You think yeah. they're going to be able to keep Cam Johnson? Are they going to pay like crazy amounts of luxury tax because he's going to make some money? Because he's yeah, a bigger, he bigger guy that can shoot and defend. Like the guy's making yeah. fifteen to twenty million. That will happen. Yeah. Oh, oh Bridges will. Bridges will. If he Bridges probably gets a max timeline. Bridges probably gets a max. No, but no, but but close to that. So you don't think some some other team? Would come come no. at him with a restricted free agent. Uh, it would be offer. a mistake. Yeah, maybe, but it would be a mistake. Lots of mistakes are made with these contracts. Lots of mistakes are made. Yeah, Can- Cantor, Cantor with OKC. Yes. The amount of money that was offered to yes. him was insanity. Yeah. But if you're the Thunder, they had to do it. And if you're, they if, had to. If yes. you're the Suns, you have to do it. But they have an owner who has the propensity to take the cheap route and has let tremendous talent go in the past maybe he's learned from that maybe he doesn't like the bad press whatever it is perhaps he will change but if i were a Suns fan i'd be i'd be i would just say i i hope they win it this year because i don't i don't trust the owner to continue to push this forward i think they they have kind of fallen into a great team I think that the the, the easy it, it, the easy way out is to not to resign Chris Paul, and that would be something that can happen. It I really see happen. that as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, especially if they lose. Um, if they win, maybe we'll say, well, who cares? I mean, we just won a title. You don't break up a title team. Yeah. And we still have a couple of years of relative being safe. We sign like a two plus one with a both way out at yeah. a crazy number. And and it's just two years. Yeah. Um, but if he, they lose, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, there's a there's a really high chance that 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 they won't resign. Um, and again, back to Shea in the draft. Yeah, I would probably draft Shea. But again, the reason is, if you take Aiden before Shea, even today, you're not screwing up. You just have a different evaluation. Yeah. Uh, and 
and it's not a terrible evaluation to be honest because it, i mean it may, it can make sense for you to draft the guy like Aiden uh before yeah. Shea with Trey and Luca to me it doesn't make any sense um because again i mean Aiden showed off in the playoffs which is very important mm-hmm. now it can be a Steven Adams situation uh against San Antonio where we all thought wow this is the new coming uh of Steven he will be changed after this season and guess what starts the regular season and it starts again with a very very good start but not very productive and by the end of the season say wow another one yeah and and we all love Steven but it was the pattern after that series where basically that series alone worth him the 20 plus million contract per year that he signed it was that moment so you never know but at the moment, like when they signed Steven to that big money, no one was really saying, well, or at least we were saying, yeah, it's a bit overpriced, but not that much. Come on. Mm-hmm. He, he just destroyed Duncan in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I just think that if you have a guy that can handle the ball, that can affect the game Yeah, sure. at multiple levels, I'd like that. And I, th- and I like Aiden a lot. I think Aiden's going to be a really good player. Uh and he will show he will improve he's only 22 so it's not like he's old speaking of age today is Shay's birthday happy birthday to Shay Gildas Alexander Yay. so thanks to hoops definitely number 3 then definitely definitely because it's terrific come on maybe two <laughs> yeah maybe two thanks to hoops who says this luka is a better player not me hey who knows we don't know we don't know what's going to happen it's funny because you all, we always have these evaluations about draft classes, and early on it was like, oh, you know, Russ is really good, but Derrick Rose is the guy, you know. Yeah. And the yeah. first, like obviously, in, the guy. injuries had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And then the same with James Harden. It was like, well, you know, Harden's good, but Blake, Blake, you know. And then it was just clearly Harden. So we don't know. Yeah. All right. We don't know. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, Again, join us the night of the draft, July 29th, 2021, at 6 o'clock at Fassler Hall. It's in Midtown, near downtown Oklahoma City. Uh, There's uh, adequate parking. It's got adequate space. If you joined us for our lottery party, the space is much bigger than the Mule and Edmund, and so we can all kind of gather in one space. Uh, if you are concerned about that, maybe you came and you left the lottery party because it was too crowded. This will be a different uh, environment. So uh, plan to be there. It's going to be a really, really fun night. And we will talk to you guys again with Alex on Wednesday.